one. Hi, my name is Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insights Channel. Today, I'm really pleased to have with us as our guest, John Steiner, who is Chief Marketing Officer of Tech Target. John, welcome to the show. Hey, Jeff. It's good to be here finally. I know we tried to set this up uh, a while ago, and I'm finally at your uh, disposal. <laughs> well, John, you're a busy man. You know, like Tech Target's uh, generating a lot of uh, intent and leads for, for people around the world. So uh, I'm, I'm actually happy I was able to catch up with you. Well, you know what Scott Brinker says? He talks about um, how the more you do, the better you do as a marketer, the more people expect. And I think you know all about that. And I think it's true. Certainly. So, uh, you know, I first met you a, a few years ago, and, and I know you've been um, in the role as a chief marketing executive for a long time. So what has changed the most for you um, in really in the last five years? So I think the thing that's changed the most is that across it's, it's organizational. I think that, and I've talked to a lot of people about this, that as a marketer now, um, when you reach a certain level, you hope that maybe um, you're going to be strategizing only, um, or maybe you don't hope that. Maybe you like the way you started off in the business, but I think what's changed is that we are all still, and more than ever, practitioners of marketing. So if you got into marketing, um, not because you loved it, but for some other reason, you really have to hold on to your hat because you're expected to produce at every level. Well, that is certainly true. So are you finding uh, along that thread then, are you finding that you have to run marketing more like a business today than you did several years ago? I think that um, clients are finding that marketing has evolved to be more measurable. And if a business is run measurably, then marketing is certainly becoming a lot more like a business. Another way is that marketing is really binding itself closer to um, sales results and sales organizations. And so if being like a business is being closer to the revenue, um, marketing is certainly getting involved in that. So on the positive side, it really is being run more like a typical business. Um, on the negative side, I think it, it uh, risks getting sucked down into a 90-day um, view of the world. And that's a good perspective. So how do you balance that then? You know, short-term needs, results, long-term performance, because in a lot of ways, marketing still needs to be that strategic driver, right? Where you're thinking several quarters out, sales is focused on this month, this quarter. But with the changing role in marketing, how do you balance that as an executive? So I think it, it would be nice and it would be flattering um, to believe that marketing has to be focused on strategy but i think to you want to qualify that and to say that there are elements of what we call marketing and marketing is really a a hybrid role and people have different fo focuses within that um but i think that let's just take corporate marketing and demand marketing as two examples and i'll leave aside product marketing although the, the dynamic gets particularly intense there. On the corporate marketing side, we have to be able to focus and spend on building the reputation of our organization. And 
that can be in conflict with what is necessary to close deals in the short term, whether the conflict's created by what we do in demand or by sales behavior. So that's a healthy conflict and it should come together over time, but you can't lose sight of the fact that building the reputation of the company in a general sense is critical. And so you have to defend that and you have to defend it with sales directly and, and with the C-suite um, because as soon as you stop defending that, um, companies tend to underinvest in reputation. Now, I can give examples if you're interested. So when you say a reputation, you're referring really to the brand? Well, I think brand is certainly an element of reputation. It depends what you mean by brand. So if brand is the look and feel of the company, that's certainly one part of it. Um, if, if customer experience is part of it, that's a huge assignment to involve marketing in. And frankly, I think that it's way too hard. Uh, marketing doesn't have the right, hasn't earned the right to drive customer experience. But how the company acts, how it says things, where it's present, how it looks, and then how you promote to the audience at large. Um, so how you define the audience. So there's a huge difference between how sales and marketing look at who they need to target. They come together around accounts. Um, they come together around specific individuals, roles, personae within the account, but they're quite far apart when you say, who do we want to influence in total? Let's say in total numbers. So for example, I think there's something like 250,000 um, B2B tech marketers in the United States or maybe in the world. Um, but we certainly don't try to sell to 250,000 people. No, at least not all at the same time anyway. <laughs> so, um, but then when you talk about, you mentioned the customer experience and marketing earning the right to lead that. There's so much talk about you know, delivering a better customer experience, but I think there's such a big difference between customer service and the customer experience. Um, how would you define the two? And then what steps are you taking at Tech Target to, I don't know, what's the right term, operationalize, I guess, customer experience? Like, how do you bring it into your organization with marketing at the, at the tip of the spear? Yeah, so I would say my responsibility with respect to customer experience is pre-sales, um, how we look to our target audience. Are we a company that they want to do business with. But that responsibility ends well before product interaction and service delivery interaction. I can't control those things. I'm part of the discussion, but I can't control them. I could only control them if I got deeply involved and owned some of the load. And the reason I don't have the authority is that I don't own a lot of the um, the workload. Hmm. So, would it, but shouldn't everybody own the customer within an organization? And marketing can take a role of guiding and spearheading that, but uh, it seems to me that it should be more collaborative amongst the different groups. Oh, I'm not saying it's not collaborative. I'm saying that when somebody doesn't own something, it's hard to manage it end to end. Fair. But I don't think that marketing has earned the right 
to manage it. Do I think in the ideal world, somebody is responsible for customer experience end to end? Absolutely. When I think about how companies are structured and how you would create a role that had authority, I get, I get confused. So I believe it's critically important and customer experience is the major differentiator between companies um, today. The challenge is how do you manage that effectively? So why do you think marketing has not earned the right and what would or what should marketing be doing to earn the right? I think embedded in that question is should marketing earn the right or who has the right? Um, I think that in, mar in, in most companies, marketing is not a very large organization. And if it's not a large organization, it doesn't have the ability to, you know, personally um, expend the resources solving problems. So then the next question might be, does it have the management authority? Well, in order to exercise authority, let's say in a product division and in the product division's delivery of experience, marketing somehow has to be anointed to do that. Marketing has to um, get the budget. If it's not itself going to manage the rollout of that change management, it's got to get the budget to find people to do that. And it has to manage um, a process or set of processes that are not traditionally its own to manage. So I'm digging myself a hole here. And I would think, Jeff, that let's just stop and say, in order for marketing to do that, and I'm not arguing that marketing doesn't have an interest in that, it would need to have a lot more resource and it would need to be empowered to do that. I think by nature, marketing people care deeply about that. But I think organizationally, it's a rare company where the structure permits it to happen. At least in B2B, I think that's fair. Um, oh, yeah. absolutely. So, B2C, completely different thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. because B2C, I mean, marketing does have a substantial amount of resources. So, um, but I, I wasn't sure, I, I was listening for it, but the question of marketing not earning the right, is that because they haven't gotten the budget in the past or because they're too small? But specifically, how have they not earned the right? So, because they don't, there are three reasons. One, they don't have the budget. Two, they don't have the, the native resource that they could assign to this versus something else. And three, I would say that it takes a pretty large organization to have the change management skill to do it effectively. Okay, so I'm a CMO and I want to operationalize the customer experience and I, I go in and I wanna get more money. Um, I wanna build out resources and I wanna drive change. What do I need to do? I, I got to go in and ask the CEO. Do I need to build a business case? I, how do I, is there a path, a sequence of, of, of getting there? So the closest example that I can bring from personal experience is, is learning that um, I have one from when I was at SAP. And I was trying to get a really big uh, data project done. I mean, really big in my experience, you know, something around $8 million to do the project. And I was pitching it and pitching it, and I was pitching it all on what we might be able to achieve. 
And what he said to me, um, it was a guy named Leo Apotaker, who was that time head of global sales um, and marketing reported essentially up to him, um, was, you know, John, as a sales guy, I know and I, I can compute sort of within the next 90 days, what will happen if I hire another salesperson? But every time you come to me and talk about what we might be able to do if we cleaned up our data, you come with a might. And I need something more definite than that. And so that's an example of, I haven't earned the right to ask for $8 million. Well, the other thing that he's teaching is how to pitch it to get the $8 million. And so I had to do a better job of connecting it to his, uh, to, to revenue. And that meant connecting it to sales productivity, not marketing productivity. So if I wanted a, a more useful, cleaner um, data structure, I needed to pitch it as a productivity increase for sales. And so we had to rebuild the analysis such that that became um, really the metrics that we were using. It was sales productivity increase. Now that might just be my naivete in how to get things pitched, um, but that's what it took. I think that marketing had not earned the right to be believed as a contributor to revenue directly. No, it's a great story. And I'm smiling because I have... And uh, my partner, Debbie, and I, we have this conversation with CMOs at least several times a month where uh, it's, some, some, it's always a similar thing. The CEO sits down with the chief revenue officer and the chief marketing officer and says, hey, we need to boost up our goals for next quarter. We got to grow by an extra 10%, 20%. And then uh, the marketing person goes first. Okay, we're going to run these campaigns. We're going to do these events. We're going to do da 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 And then the salesperson says, well... That's easy. I'm going to hire five reps. You know, two will make quota. I'm going to get this many calls, this many deals. Da, da. And then the CEO will always say, okay, where's the budget going to come from? And the salesperson will say, I'm just going to take it out of marketing because I can prove what the, how it's going to work. And then the, the CMO always leaves the room with the head down, you know, all dejected. Um, it, so you're right. It, it is a credibility thing. It's look, whether you have a dollar in your budget, a million dollars, $10 million, whether you have one person, 10 or a hundred, you, you got to be able to prove it. You got to be able to get results. And that's what builds credibility, especially at the board level. And that, that is how you earn the right. Yeah. So, so, but you also have to have a board that agrees on the effectiveness of certain things and what the problem is. If the problem is short-term revenue in my world, um, marketing's ability to deliver that is not particularly great. In any world, it's, well, B2C maybe, but in B2B, yeah, I can't B2C. think of a scenario where um, a marketer in B2B can do much of anything to drive revenue in the short term. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right, and, and even if you drive substantial contribution to pipeline, there are a lot of things in the way that allow you to claim, uh, keep you from claiming that. That's true. You know, whether it was a pricing strategy or a competition change or a lot more salespeople or a sales contest. Uh, yeah, there's so many different things. Um, but great points, certainly. So if you were, uh, if you were giving advice to, uh, to uh, a young executive starting out, what would you tell them? Uh, about careers or about marketing? Yeah, they said, hey, John, I want to be a CMO someday just like you. What advice would you give me? 
I would say if the easiest thing is you better love marketing and you better understand um, that you're working you're working to deliver quality and you if you do that uh, you may get paid well um, but to the point you just made earlier uh, marketing budgets swing pretty wildly um, really reflecting economic conditions or the business conditions um, so you have to be pretty resilient because my experience has been no matter how well you do you might lose your job um, you have to be relentlessly interested in stuff you really have to be turned on by all kinds of different things and the reason for that is the variety the diversity that exists within your your customer base or your target audience you know outstrips anything that an individual can understand so you don't know what hooks are going to work the best especially top of funnel and you have to develop those hooks so part of the contri the contribution of marketing is this idea of how are we going to attract people to us and it's not just our product because in both in in most markets there's somebody else who looks exactly like you. So part of marketing is um, enjoying learning and then spinning that back to target different personae, diversity within those personae. You have to like to do that because it's not money alone that's going to um, satisfy you with your work. Very well said, sir. So uh can't believe we're out of time we're gonna probably have to do part two <laughs> at some point yeah i mean so you get two marketers together and just ask yourself well you're an entrepreneur too why do we do this and i keep coming back to i i really like to do this work you know it's it can't be about the money because i don't make enough money um it's because i like i like content for example i like content I like process. Um, I like organization, um, and and I think those are things that differentiate marketers from salespeople. Yeah, uh, salespeople are super focused, and they like different from sales management. You know, they like to control their personal situation. Um, so I think we're different kinds of people. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think that's a good thing. Um, but I. I I think also marketers have to learn to be more like business people, more like salespeople, more like entrepreneurs, because that's what today's business climate dictates. But um, to your point, I mean, look, I think when people ask why did I start this company, it was never about money. It was about passion. I just love doing this. I, I just love marketing. I love business. I love technology. I, and I, I love helping people build things at scale and, and, and see it all work together. So yeah, so there's a bit of the product piece in there. There is this maker element of marketing that I think is really important. You know, whether whether you're putting together systems or you're making content, there's great satisfaction in uh, this wonderful job well done that continues to scale and run. There is. I mean, it's there's you got really it's the left brain, right brain, right? You've got the traditional storytelling aspects and content and understanding your market and, and, and framing that all together and, and delivering on your brand promise. And then you have all the other things, the analytics, the insights, the data, the technology, the process orientation, thinking, the logic, and then bringing those things together, um, being financially accountable, 
um, understanding how to speak the language of business. Um, and, and, and that's when you have the modern marketing executives. So then you've done Yeah, it. I think you're right. Yeah, the people who have risen do function more as business people. But uh, you've done a great job of highlighting that today. So thank you so much for being on the program. It's always such a great pleasure to speak with you. So thank you. My pleasure. Hope to do it again. You bet.